once more and to breach dear friends. The word impossible is only in the dictionary of fools. If my descendants wish to be as strong as I was, they must study patience. The Ultra Working Podcast. All great events hang by your hair. The man of ability takes advantage of everything and neglects nothing that can give him a chance of success. I'm Sebastian Marshall. I'm one of the co-founders here at Ultra Working. And, you know, a big part of what we do is we try to take things that are invisible that highly affect performance and make it visible. It's not the only thing we do, but that's one of the things we do. These are in some of the tools that we have. You know, there's ultraworking.com lights slash lights is a free tool. We've got the pentathlon, ultraworking.com slash pentathlon. And we've got the work gym, ultraworking.com slash TWG. These are components of um, a big part of those, those successes is taking things that you know, if you're not doing well, it shows you where. If you're doing well, it shows you where, and then you can make adjustments. And you know, there's some other stuff that we do. You know, we read a lot of research papers and build those into tools. But we also do this internally. And a lot of times I'll prototype something just on my own solo and see if it works for me. And then you got to think about, okay, I'm not the median person. So I'm not even the median one of our customers. So would this work for other people? And this is something we just rolled out internally that I'm already seeing some some pretty really good results on. It's about how do we know if we're doing good at the very fundamental elemental skills. That's what we call it, the elemental skills. And there's been a lot of profit in this. I don't know if we're going to do this forever. Um, we might, um, but this has already been really valuable. And, you know, it's, it's something similar to what Ray Dalio installed at Bridgewater, where you can rank yourself and, and, and eventually, we don't do this yet, but you could rank other people on how are they doing at these different skills. So I liked what Ray Dalio did over there at Bridgewater. And it's pretty complex. They have an internal IT department to build tools uh, for them that's, that's pretty robust. And I'm like, okay, we're not going to start there. So I was kind of thinking like, okay, how do we get better at this? How do we kind of really rapidly learn and, and self-evaluate whether we're getting good at the fundamentals, not at the glorious, crazy stuff, but just the fundamentals as separate from business results. How are we becoming more skilled and competent as people? And it took me a while of working on this. I mean, this is something I've been thinking about for years, but it took me a while of like sitting down and doing, you know, R&D to like get a first working version of this. And I think it's pretty nuanced and it's pretty good. So let me walk you through this. So I built an elemental rankings set of skills uh, and a scale that I think are both quite good. And the way we're doing this is everybody in the team is going to do this every Monday looking at the past week. So allow me to start breaking it down for you. So I had seven skills that um, I'm, I'm calling the elemental skills. And there's a lot more that could have made the cut or didn't make the cut. This was a very difficult decision and they're named a little funny. So I'm going to walk you through all of them. So the first skill, it's an elemental skill that I think you have to be good at. We call coverage. And coverage is um, both a sense of ownership. I don't like the word ownership because it's a buzzword. I mean, I, I like the concept of it, but it doesn't mean anything. Oh, I have ownership. Oh, okay. Right. Um, as well as like knowing the, the, being the good at the full shape of your work. Right. So if you were a front end developer and designer, you should be able to use Photoshop a little bit to retouch an image, right? Because that's, you know, if you're building a web page and you got an image that needs to go on the page, but the image just kind of clashes a little bit with the rest of the design, you should be able to touch the image up a little bit. You don't have to be a Photoshop whiz or anything, but if you don't have that, then you got a problem, right? Um, there's a variety of 
you know, things, and this is, is really true in software development, but it, but it's also true in sales and service and whatever else, you know, somebody that's, that's doing something in, in, on the marketing growth side of things really should be able to use certain tools, um, and, and be competent enough at them. Somebody in the service side of things should be very comfortable, you know, just getting into databases and just, just updating customer records and, and things like that. Not just like, I know how to do this one process, but you should just have a familiarity with it and you understand how Stripe works and you understand how various databases work. There's kind of things adjacent to what you think of as your job that if you can fully cover it, not to mention just being good at all of your job, but that's coverage and how well you're covering your current role. Second one is comms communications, that's agendas, always making a recommendation when you ask a question. I don't want people to say, hey, Sebastian, what should we do? Um, Like I want like, hey, uh, I was thinking about what we should do and I made a few options and here's my number one recommendation. I'll usually just roll with it. Sometimes like all those kids think more. I'm having good information density, you know, not being too verbose, being having clarity, you know, knowing what you're you're meaning when you're saying things. Um, The third is speed. Um, The number one thing we mean for speed, we don't mean frantic, we mean being ahead of schedule. It's the number one thing we mean when we say speed is whatever schedule is, just being ahead of it so things don't go down the wire. There's also speed of decision-making, making making a call once something shows up, efficient execution. Um, Then there's prioritization, what to work on next, how much emphasis on what elements if you have different features that you're you're putting into a launch. Um, And then there's finishing. Getting the last 10% done, I think there's a skill. I think there's sub-skills to it, like rescoping the problem. Um, you know, towards the end of things, you have to maybe make some compromises or maybe the way you were going to implement things weren't, you know, wasn't, wasn't going to work. Um, synthesizing discovered work. There's always little stupid things that come up um, and just kind of conquering problems. So those are the first five I had. Coverage, communications, speed, prioritization, finishing. Pretty simple. But I want to make sure that people didn't sell out everything good and beautiful and valuable about their work. Um, to, you know, get more speed and, and, and finish things. Right. So we had two more when this was our seven and, you know, you could, you could do it differently, but the sixth one is polish and harvesting. So that's pride in your work. It's putting a little extra sparkle in like when the work is done, just make it a little bit, just, just be something you can be proud of, make it sparkle a little, not at the expense of speed, but just a little bit of sparkling and then capitalizing on the gains. So it's kind of use the word harvesting for that. Right. So, you know, like if you put out, if you achieve a really cool thing, whatever that is, um, and you get some sort of award. Well, obviously you should send that to any potential investors that were looking at your company. Maybe you want to send that to your, your top customers to thank them. Hey, we got an award, but you're, you're part of that. Thank you. Right. So just thinking, okay, how do we like get the gains from this thing? How do we connect with other people? Um, if you have a, uh, a new piece of tech, that's really great. Um, how do we make sure that it's, you know, it's on product hunt, it's, it's potentially launched on a, the, the right places and on, on Reddit, we reach out to other people in the space, you know, harvesting the gains, not just we made a great thing, but we got the gains from it. So that's polish and harvesting. Those could be separate things, but they're close enough. That's like doing that little extra to make it great and get the results. And then finally service focus. So think about specific customers all the time and everything, make sure their lives are getting better. And I do this naturally, by the way, I think about our customers all the time. Some of our customers, I think about their lives like more than they think about their lives. Not really, but I'm always like, how's Mike doing? How's Sam doing? How's Claire doing? How's Yana doing? Is this going to work for Sam? Is this going to work for Mike? Is this going to work for Claire? You know, is, is this going to work for Flavius? Is this going to work for somebody who doesn't speak English? Is their first language? Is their third language over here at Ultra Ring? Is going to work for uh, one of our customers? It's a scientist. Is going to work for a lawyer? So just really thinking all the time, but is this stuff going to work for people? And, you know, on the marketing side, it's like, think about, okay, where's somebody seeing this? What are they doing? If we have an, an ad up on Facebook, what's somebody doing? Are they bored? Are they surfing? Like, what do we think they're doing? And like, how do we like make their life better? How do we make that ad even enjoyable to see? And then the page they click on enjoyable to, to, to land on. And like, then if they buy, they get like, wow, it's like, I've got a great experience. I'm really excited. I'm going to get all these results. So just like thinking about the people that you're delivering for all the time, service focus. Um, I thought 
everybody did more of this than they do. And I've learned the hard way. And our team's great. But especially in the mainstream world, like in the rest of the world, but even on our team, like we're not thinking about the people that we're interacting with enough. That's the whole, that's the whole game, right? So those are our seven coverage, calm, speed, prioritization, finishing, polish and harvesting, service focus. All right. That's our seven. And I put together a scale that I am a little bit proud of. You know, I, I don't, like to swagger too much, but I think this is a good scale. And whenever you can take things that are abstract and qualitative and put pretty clear, identifiable boundaries around them, they're still fuzzy, but you know, to the extent that you can kind of cut up reality qualitatively, that's, I would claim that's hard to do. And I think what I did here is good work and it just seemed to resonate and click and everybody kind of understood it right away. So here's the scale that I put together and note, this is a zero to five scale and like, it's not what you think five is. It's not like an Uber scale where like five is okay and anything less than five is the, the, the driver is going to get kicked off the platform. It's not like five is fine. No, like our scale is different. I think it's a good scale. So here's my scale. Five, legendary performance, Steve Jobs, Michael Jordan. Four, exceptional performance, all-star level in sports or your number one in a 20 person department at a top company. So like if you were in Google's New York office in their training department, some they do some sort of training, uh, you're the best person in that department. Like Google's a good company, 20 person department in the New York office, you're the number one person there, right? So that's somewhat objective, right? Um, it's not really, it's qualitative, but better. Three, outperforming, considerably better than average at the skill, comes up with magic regularly and makes everyone around better consistently. So that's three, right? Considerably better than average, regular magic, some magic on a routine basis and everyone around better consistently. The kind of thing where you're like, wow, I'm really glad I get to work with this person. I can't believe they made this super cool thing. They pulled out this amazing thing. They're making me better, right? Two, competent can get the job fully done. That's competent. You can get the job done, all right? One, slightly bad, makes mistakes and causes problems. Zero, seriously bad, regularly drops the ball here and causes huge problems. So if you're just getting the job done and you're not doing anything really special and you're not making everyone around you better, you get a two out of five. All right, so we did this in the office. We did this in the, the ultra working office and it was like first time, second time we did it, second time especially, right? First time we did it was kind of abstract and people are kind of learning the scale. Second time we did it was like, how did last week go, right? And that was the first time we ranked a week of how, how skillful were you that week on these elemental attributes, man, it was like that thousand mile PTSD stare after we did it. You know, it was like, we just fought the battle of the Marne in world war one. No, it was like, we fought the battle of the Marne in world war one and we're the Germans. It was bad. It was like, everyone's, I'm like, Hey, is everybody all right? I'm like, it's supposed to be cool. I mean, I know it's hard, but it's cool. Everybody. Okay. And yeah, not only is everyone, they were just like, they saw themselves in the mirror. They ranked and scored themselves across what's possible. And it was like, whoa, like I, I'm not like grand and glorious. I made just basic, stupid mistakes last week. That's like not good, right? And we had a couple big successes last week, but some of them went down to the wire and like, um, Lee put some heroic work in on like the last two days of a project to get it, it shipped on time, a time we'd promised. And that could have been avoided with better upstream stuff. I wasn't managing that project and I was being very supportive. I didn't dump extra work on him, just the opposite. I was like, okay, let's scale this back. Oh, that can go to next week. It's cool. Right? So you could see that better prioritization would have meant less of him having to be up till 
you know, from working from eight till 12, a couple days, not encouraged and not what we want, by the way. I mean, do it if you want to, but not, not, not by necessity. Right. So despite having a heroic production week, he did great work. Um, he, he gave himself and I won't go over anyone's numbers except my own. I'll give you mine in a second. Um, he gave himself some, some low grades on, on prioritization. Um, and, uh, you know, said that this, this, I, I shouldn't have let that happen, which is good. That's what we want. We don't want things going down to the wire. We don't want him all stressed at the end. And like, I mean, great work by him. I'm very grateful to him. I'm um, very appreciative that I get to work with him and he did a wonderful job. So he did great business performance, but he's like, this could have been avoided. Yes, it could have, and it should have. Um, and, and that will be more skill on really his part. Primarily. We, I don't think we generated that, you know, I don't think that came down from Kai and me that it had to go like that. It could have. A lot of things could have happened a lot of a lot earlier. Um, some other people that had inputs didn't get them in till Thursday, and the things going out on Friday. You know, those could have come in on Tuesday. And if we'd just been like, "Hey, I need that by Tuesday," then you'd have had a little pressure on a small component for the person on Monday, Tuesday. But that still would have been fine. They would have got in on Tuesday. Lee could have synthesized it, and yeah, okay. Things there's always like a little bit like you're testing at the last minute before you let things out or whatever. But it've been smoother sailing. And if anyone here's been on projects that are smooth sailing versus not smooth sailing you know, towards the end, it's, it's a categorical difference, but okay, here's my numbers for last week. It might not be last week, the day that this show goes live. It won't be last week, the day that the show goes live, but here's my numbers in the recent past. This was the last week of August. Um, so here's what I get myself coverage two solid across most things, though, still getting the COO domain down. I'm I'm now doing some more project management stuff. Um, given what's going on, COO ish stuff. And with our thing, everybody gives himself a rank, but they also give like a sentence or two to explain why. Of course, the numbers by themselves wouldn't mean very much. Comms, I gave myself a 0.5. Zero being causes huge problems, one being slightly causes problems. And I wrote, would be three plus except a failure to communicate promptly with Christine set her back and inconvenienced her. Communications failure. Speed, I gave myself a 0.5. Would be three plus except Christine slash podcast and delayed replying to some high leverage opportunities. A lot was going on, but no excuses. Prioritization, 3.5. That said, support on podcast launch, COO stuff, and online TWG was probably correct. Finishing, 2.5. It's a little better than competent. 3.5 is outperforming. Um, on the way to all-star. I actually think I prioritized well last week despite screwing some things up. Uh, finishing, 2.5. Podcast launch and support on online TWG. Polish and harvesting, 2 some good guidance work, but could have done a few more useful things around podcast launch to maximize it more. You really should have emailed a lot more people and put the word out a little more, right? So I was competent. You know, I, I did a fine job of making it look good and did my part of it, um, but we didn't do enough there. And service focus for the thing I'm really good at. I just do a lot of this all the time. I do think I'm an all-star in general at this, and I do it constantly, and it's easy for me because I've learned to think this way, and I just do it all the time. So my aggregate score is 2.14. Now we're going to probably add like an eighth category that people can flex in and flex out. I think we're going to call it special operations probably uh, about what you're doing. And uh, that's another topic for another time. If you're not very careful about that, people would put kind of lame stuff in there. So you'd have to be very careful about that. I think just doing the seven is really good. All right. So I went and I scaled, you know, and I, I, I ranked myself on the elemental scale and it was just like, whoa, like that was like... right? You know, it was like not fun to see. Yeah. I dropped the ball on a couple of things. It wasn't as fast as I could be at turning around things. I mean, had schedule on some things, right? I did some, I did well on some other things and we had a great week last week to be clear. I'm just seeing a gap in my skillful performance on a couple of things. And again, this is the making invisible things visible. If I hadn't done this and you asked me how did I do last week, right? I would have been like, great. 
right? But I realized, no, nah, I inconvenienced some people. I didn't, I didn't get some things right. Like, like that was not perfect. And it, it, I did the math. It would have been four hours to not drop the ball on some things. There was one task that took 25 minutes. That's what I needed for Christine. And, um, and then I had about three and a half other hours of like good stuff that I had to make like medium sized decisions and work on. I just dropped the ball on it. Right. And those weren't the biggest things. I, I hit all my top priorities for last week to be clear, but I, I this is four hours, four hours would made the difference between outperforming greatly and like causing problems, which is crazy when you think about it. Right. Um, and you know, you can score excellent prioritization. It might've been the correct call to kind of drop the ball on those, especially if they were bigger, but it, it was doable. I could have, I could have hit those ones. Um, it would have been four hours would have been the difference. And I, I, I had four hours last week. It wasn't that I was wall to wall or anything. All right. So what are we doing exactly? Um, th- this is what we try to do at ultra working not just internally, but for our customers, though we don't have anything quite this hardcore publicly. If you're interested in it, maybe we'd do it. But um, what this is, is it's an excellent person scale. You know, most companies are like, they're like, they're barely being held down by people that are like sort of all right and don't really care about their jobs. I'm not trying to hate. It's kind of just a fact. For us, do your job equals two out of five, right? There's many levels above just like, I'm okay at my job. There's outperforming, like you're making everyone better around you. You do a little magic, a little cool thing from time to time. There's all-star really just really good at what you do, performance. And there's like legendary performance. And I do think some of the people on our team are capable of legendary performance, like Johnny Ive in industrial design, Frank Lloyd Wright in architecture. I think some of our people are capable of that. And some of them have verbally said they want that. It's not expected out of anybody to be Frank Lloyd Wright, right? Heavens no. But like some people say they want that. They want to be really exceptional. I want to be like a top, 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 top backend engineer. Like somebody like Mark Zuckerberg would call and be like, oh man, how, to, how am I going to deal with this? Right? You know, and like, okay, if you want to be that in, in five or 10 years, like we'll support you on that. Like, okay, how are we doing? Uh, communications like 0.5. Like, uh, well, okay, let's, let's get better at that. That would probably help with being a top, top, top person in this field. Right? So you know, we, we think legendary performance is possible. We start with the elemental skills. We'll add the domain specific skills later. I think our people are pretty good at all those things. Right. Um, and to go to the next level, it's like, okay, let's get really dialed in. How do we become speed? You know, how do we get really good at polishing, having that extra sparkle? How do we get really good at communicating, prioritizing, finishing things? I mean, this, this is really elemental. Um, but as you can see from the scale, it's like two is getting the job done, right? Not just like nailing it, right? So we think legendary performance is possible in our pe- for our people, some of them, if they want it, right? And, you know, uh, that's why we designed the scale that way, right? Get your job done is a two. Um, and a side note, if you think you're capable of legendary performance, we're always hiring Sebastian at ultraworking.com. Shoot me an email. Um, tell me the really impressive things you've already done. I'd be happy to talk to you if you're on that sort of path. So, but why is this cause distress? Why do we have that? Like, I'm telling you, the first time we did it, it was like, whoa. I'm like, hmm. My first thought was like, oh, maybe I screwed up. This might be too hardcore. Maybe this is bad. That's uh, genuinely what I thought. And people, no, they're like, no, this is good. I just understand now. Wow, I got a lot of work to do. And it was, it was a very healthy reaction, I would say. And we'll, we'll see how it charts over time. But I think it was good. And we talked a little bit about it afterwards after we did these rankings. And, you know, we were all the smart kids in school. Right, we're, we're like, a, like pretty much everybody on the team. There's a couple of people that like have more of a hustle sense than a than, than a smart kid in school sense, but we're all pretty smart. We all did pretty well in school. In school, you know, the grading scale maxes out an A. There's no separation between A and A plus 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 plus. Real life, much larger separation, orders of magnitude. Like, uh, you know, if you were taking a class on on design, you know, from a mid tier university, there's a huge difference between getting an A on your coursework. And what Johnny Ive is doing at Apple. So the top of the scale is that, 
you know, and realizing that, no, I'm not world-class. I've got a very, you know, great self-conception of myself. I actually kind of suck at some very basic stuff. This like messes with your self-image a little bit. To tell you the truth, I, I like learning and getting this feedback, but I, I, I've been doing it for years and have built a lot of tools to do this. And sometimes I forget that, that even among very motivated and driven people, this sort of regular introspection and adjustment is not normal. This can mess with your self-image because it's like, I'm great, I'm great, I'm great. No, I'm not great. I actually kind of suck. It's like, look in the mirror, it kind of sucks. Um, so, and that's where people will succeed and fail. It's like, okay, wow, I'm actually not a great communicator. My agendas are long, rambly, don't have recommendations, not to the point. Like I'm like behind on some stuff. I'm like letting some people down or I'm like, you know, suggesting something in an unclear and ambiguous way that I'd like somebody to do instead of like, hey, here's what I want. Can you do it? When? Right? It's like, well, okay. You just realize that and you're like, well, all right, I'm not well prioritized. What do I do about it? Right? And at Ultra Working, we want everyone to be like three plus on everything or like three on everything, outperforming outperforming somewhat and you're a joy to work with occasionally bring some magic you know online everyone seems like wow i'm so glad i get to work with this person that's what we want that's a great company if everybody could do that and if somebody's four plus right all-star to legendary then i'll actually put up with slightly bad communication or prioritization or whatever most organizations will we'll just say that explicitly right not discourteous or rude or abusive to anybody hell no to that but you know if you're like inventing the theory of relativity but you're a little sloppy in your columns We'll roll with that. That is totally fine. Again, most organizations will. We'll just say it. We'll own it. We'll be careful around it. And we'll not have cognitive dissonance about it. Almost all organizations will make exceptions um, for people that are a little sloppy or don't understand like how to navigate certain systems and reporting procedures or whatever, you know, or they're like, you know, some of them, even if they're a little unpunctual, might be an organization like doesn't put up with that from anybody, but you got the one person that's just out of this world, you know, genius coming in, their hair's uh, a mess and they're, they're, they're wearing the same shirt for four days in a row and it's dirty or whatever. We don't have anyone on the team like that right now, but if we did, we would put up with it. Um, most organizations will, we'll just own that. Um, not anybody being rude, disrespectful, doing real bad things, but like we'll put up with people being a little absent-minded genius if they're if, got to produce. <laughs> but if you are, then we'll, we'll put up with it a little bit. Um, and we'll tell people this. We do tell people this. So it's like, hey, the more you're outperforming and then getting to all-star levels, the more we'll put up with whatever your bad habits are a little bit. Still would be great if you would level them up, but you know, that's how we roll. So should you do this? Should you do an elemental rankings thing? Um, Maybe. I'm not sure it would work solo. I mean, I, I try it. Sure. We'll put up on the show notes, ultraworking.com slash podcast. We'll put up um, the, the rankings and stuff. We don't, we don't have a public tool for it, but it's easy to reconstruct in a spreadsheet. Very, very easy. Um, but the process sucks a little. It's like not fun to start. I suspect it'll get more fun over time, but you know, to start seeing where you suck is not fun for most people. So I wouldn't do this casually. There's a bunch of things that are casual that are a lot of fun. You want to just see how your habits are doing, ultraworking.com slash lights. Lights is a lot of fun. People stick with lights at a very high rate. Try out lights if you haven't yet, right? But elemental rankings, this is kind of like, oh, wow, I'm taking a measurement of myself. And I don't like the measurement, right? It's, it's that if you're doing it right. So you might stop doing it if you did it solo. But more importantly, it's the discussing and troubleshooting together that's the real value here. So I, I think it I'm not even sure it would work with two people, depending on who the two people were. I think it's more like a three-plus person thing or a four-plus person thing. Maybe not. That's just kind of my intuition. Um, if you did do it solo, you have to have somebody went over it with a mentor or somebody. Because uh, there's a lot of value in exploring. Like, yeah, I did not communicate well this week, but like, let me talk about this and analyze why. You could do some of that solo, but some of it you need to just get somebody else's take on, all right? But okay, after doing it solo or not, should you look to try something like this in your organization? Um, if you're a owner or a manager or an executive, or you're just like a respected member of the team in an organization where you could 
suggest trying it out. And you'd need the type of organization where people really genuinely like to improve. And that's not most places. I don't mean that disrespectfully. People really do like the kind of quote unquote feeling of improvement. They like feeling they improved. They hear a great motivational speaker. They're like, ah, that was nice. Right. But, uh, most people don't like analyzing where they're bad and, and, and digging into that and kind of feeling it and then improving. They, they just, most people just don't like that. That's a factual statement. That's not a prescriptive statement. It's not disrespectful. I'm not hating, right? It's kind of just a fact. So you'd need some team buy-in, but most people wouldn't want to buy into this and you'd need people that want to do it. So, okay, that's box one. <laughs> do you work at a place like that? Um, after that, you'd need to have somebody with either influence, this is highly respected, or authority to actually ensure just about everyone does it every week that is in the kind of group that this is applying to. It wouldn't have to be the whole company, but if there's like a four-person group and like everybody says they want to do it, but then one person refuses to do it, you know, that's kind of how things break, right? Um, and it's probably the person that's kind of like not on it, it's doing that. So, you know, you need to have somebody to be like, you know, okay, it's Monday, we're doing this thing, right? And we do it, we do it Monday retrospectively about the past week you do differently but that seems to make sense right so every monday i'm gonna be like hey is everybody doing this you know oh yes you are doing this oh you will be doing this <laughs> all right so you know whatever i've got both i think influence i think the team likes me and respects me i hope so hello everybody but i also have authority <laughs> failing that of like okay now we're doing this um do you have that um and and can you get everybody that that it's relevant that's around to actually do it um, you need to have a very non-office politics type organizations so this can't be weaponized for us this is 100 percent a learning tool not at all a reward and punishment tool and i think that's key like like we're not going to say oh you said you did all-star performance in your communications last week great job you're promoted no like we're going to look at your work to see if your work's actually good this is just for us to introspect be self-aware and learn together right but in a political place, they're like, oh, you know, Joe, you know, look at he's ranking himself as a bad communicator. We should give the promotion to my ally instead of Joe. Uh, we don't have that here. Um, and I will do everything I can to ensure we don't have that here for as long as possible, if ever. Big corporations always seem to get it. So if we get very big, I, I don't know how long we can fight it off. But we were not going to have this for a while. I hate that so much. Um, that's not us. If you're all a political intrigue zone, then you might not be able to do it, right? For it's not a reward and punishment tool. It has very little. You could get, I suppose, you could get acknowledged and praised for acknowledging flaws and then improving them. But again, that will show up in your work. This is just like, how's it going in your head? <laughs> all right. You know, like, like, are you? Are you well prioritized? There's an objective component of that, I suppose, but it's largely a in your head thing, right? You know, service focus, like are you thinking about the customer that will demonstrate and getting results for customers and doing good things for them, but it's, 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 it's an in your head thing, right? So after that, you know, you're going to actually have to make some time, um, and have somebody make some time and, and, and depending on how many senior people are in your organization, um, that are very skilled, uh, you have to actually make some time to go over with whatever people, people are struggling with. So it's not like, okay, rank yourself. Hump huh? sucks to be you. Have a nice day. No, um, no, you need to, to learn, uh, together, right? So if someone's having a hard time with prioritizing, like I'll sit down with them. Okay. Let's talk about it. Not let's sit down. I'll make a list for you. No, 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 no. Like let's sit down and learn how to do this. Like, okay, what should we think about? What are the considerations? All right, do you know how to estimate? Kind of how would we do it? How broad a range should we give? How long do things take? How do we deal with risks? What if it goes longer, right? So, you know, let's learn. And, you know, we can make a list together. I'll do that from time to time, but I, I don't want to do that for people, you know, 
get good at prioritizing and make your own list. That's your job, not my job, right? So we, we've got a lot of support on training and learning. We're big on that. Um, you need to make that. If people are just ranking, feeling bummed out, and it persists, that's no good. So you need to have this as a lever for improvement, right? Because um, improvement feels great, right? Like realizing you suck feels bad, but then improving and getting over your problems is great, right? So you, you need to have, if you don't have that, don't even bother. If you don't have the bandwidth, if you're too busy as an exec, don't, don't do it. Wait, wait until you've got some bandwidth so you can invest the time into to helping people level up, right? And finally, if you've got levels in your organization, like above yours, or, or there's kind of different, like people are just unaware of other things, but senior people kind of check in and see what the other departments are doing, or, or you know, you're a head of a group and there's got somebody above you, right? I, I think you'd almost have to ensure more senior people don't use the tool the wrong way. It's like, at the very least, don't look at it without context from someone's direct manager so they can at least talk and contextualize. Oh, look, this person has all these high numbers. They must be great. Not necessarily, right? Like the coverage thing, how well are you covering your role? Um, when you get more authority or responsibility because you've been doing a good job, the number goes down. It's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have the skills I need to be able to do my new role, right? So if you're, like if you're doing well, you know, three, 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 you're outperforming. You're like, hey, you're doing well. Okay, here's some more authority. You're going to get a little either a formal promotion or just like, hey, you're, you're growing as a, as a person, more skilled. Let's give you something else. That might drop down to 1.5 or 1. That's a sign of progress. The going down is progress. It's not bad. It didn't mean they started screwing up. It means they took on a new project, started taking on more responsibility, doing good things. So you'd have to be smart about it and you need to be, you'd need the surrounding context if, if anybody else is looking at it, right? So the sentences people write explaining their rankings, um, ideally are somewhat clear, but you, those still need context. All right. So yeah, I think if you wanted to install this, um, in your organization, you'd need the right type of people that are really into this sort of thing who'd actually really dig it and buy in and you'd need minimal office politics. And you definitely need to make it real clear that it's not a reward and punishment tool. It's a learning tool. Um, that you need to follow up to actually do the learning. And if there's senior clueless people out there, uh, you'd need to make sure they don't use the tool the wrong way. You need to have it happen every single week. Um, and then really like people should get gains from it. Cause you know, looking in the mirror and seeing, wow, here's all the areas that I'm not doing as good as I thought I was. Um, that's totally fine. As long as a person then can get support and sometimes they just know what they need to do and they, they, they improve, but you know, get the support, get the, the camaraderie, get the, the good feelings and, and the legit progress that comes from improving. Right. So if you had all this together, I think you could try it out. Um, it's, seems to be working very well for us. Uh, I might give the retrospective in once a, a substantial amount of time, but, but I think it's well-designed and it looks like it's um, a great springboard for improvement in these really elemental, fundamental skills that are very invisible. So already been pretty, pretty good for us. Feel free to give it a try. We don't have this like a publicly available full tool. I might build one if there's interest in it and if people like it. So if you do this, email me and let me know. But uh, we'll put up the stats, the, the, the R categories that we use. You can use different ones, pick very carefully um, and name them very well. Um, and we'll put up the ranking scale, which I think is pretty good. And uh, I'll put up an example of mine on ultraworking.com slash podcast. Just search the show name and you can give it a whirl if you're feeling a little crazy. Um, even just doing it once is probably informative, uh, but I think it's the overtime component. Where's the value at? All right. Good luck in all your self-improvement, even if it's a little painful sometimes. Thanks for spending some time with me today and Godspeed.